Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Life Well Led podcast. Today, we are talking about boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> what are boundaries, Karen? Who this is a topic that I feel like a lot of people struggle with because there's so much personal and uh, personal emotion and other people's emotion wrapped up in our boundaries. But Absolutely. boundaries are really the clear delineation between what you are willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate, what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. Yeah, that's a really good high level um, overview of it. But what does that look like in practice? Mm. You know, I value. X, right? So that's what we need to figure out, right? That's the very first step is your boundary is setting something up that protects your values or your needs. Yeah. So, so before we dive really four steps, four steps to creating healthy boundaries. And the first one, as you mentioned, is really understanding what your values are. Taking a step back from the goal, from the boundary, from all of that, and determining what you truly value in your life. So step one of four, values and needs. What is it that you value, right? Let's just say you want value your physical and mental health. And one of the ways that you honor that value is by exercising. Yeah. Now that might look like waking up early to go before work, going during your lunch hour or after work before you go home. Sounds easy, right? But you know, in reality, that that's just not the case. <laughs> Things get in the way, which means that that boundary is not being on, that value is not being honored because the boundary is not as rigid as you thought it was. It's become right. porous. So, you know, that might look like not wanting to get up early. That might look like you're trying to help your boss or your team out mm. with, with work because it's gotten busy and you want to get the work done more than you want to actually exercise or home going home and actually being with your family because you've had requests for whatever, or, you know, you just want to get home. Right. And you want to not disappoint your family. Right. So having that clear list of values, this is something that I want in my life. This is something that I prioritize in my life. And this is something that I am not willing to compromise on. Draw the line in the sand. Yes. And it's, it's, it may be easier said than done. How do we get there is where we get to step two, right? right? So separating your request, separating that boundary from the relationship, whether that's the relationship with your family, with your boss, with your team, with taking, yourself, with, with yourself. yourself, taking the emotion out of it. Yeah. It's, that is so hard. So we as humans just expect if I tell my colleagues that I am going to go and take the hour to go work out. There is this thought, these thoughts, these assumptions that run through our head. That's like, well, what is my team going to think? What are they going to think when I'm gone every day at noon? What, what are they going to think if I tell them I can't meet at this time? What is my boss going to think if I take an hour to go to the gym during work? What is my let's say you work out before work, right? Compromising on sleep. You're sitting there, you're, you know, you're having a good night's sleep. You got to get up early, right? So there's that separating the, the, the boundary of, I want to go work out from the emotion, right? The, the emotion with yourself, yeah. This is something that I value. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to carve out the time. So easy in the morning to do that, right? Because I'm comfortable. I don't want to wake up. Yeah. I don't want to get up. I'm tired. I don't want to get up. 
So that means you have to be uncomfortable. And a lot of this is yeah. a central theme, right? The emotion part of it is you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable disappointing others. You're uncomfortable disappointing yourself, mm. but you might cave into comfort. You might be uncomfortable disappointing others, but you ultimately cave in and don't want to disappoint them. So you work and then you've disappointed yourself because you didn't work out. So it's, it's a lose lose until you realize at the end of the day, what is that theme when it comes to boundaries, you're filling up your cup before you can fill up others. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that that underpins all of this and to the next step, right? After you have separated the request from the relationship, in other words, you've separated the boundary from the relationship that takes work, but now you're going to explore the cost of saying yes to whatever it might be or saying no to whatever it might mm -hmm. be when it comes to the boundary. Yeah. So being okay with disappointment or not assuming that somebody is going to be disappointed. How many times, just kind of going back to step two, yep. how many times have we just assumed that someone is judging us for something that isn't necessarily true? They don't actually think that at all. We've made it up in our heads. We literally have decided how they're going to feel without even asking them or having the conversation. We just assume someone is going to feel a certain way. So you've separated the request from the relationship. And now you're really exploring the cost of saying, if I work out, what are the benefits of working out? If you really do it out, whether you write it out or just take intentional time to do it, it's like exploring the short-term pain for long-term yeah. gain or having short-term gain for long-term pain. That's really where you weigh it out and say, is this really worth it? And then you start to see, yeah, you know what? It may suck in the moment, but mm. it's worth it in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or if by saying no to this, what is it costing me? Right. What am I doing to myself by saying no to exercising at the rate that I wish to, to do so, or by not taking the break during the day that my body needs, what am I doing? What is it costing me? And how is that impacting everything else that I do? And that leads us to four, which is being specific about what it is that your boundary is and voicing that boundary then sticking to it. So remember we were making false interpretations about what others think. Now they may, they may not like it at first, but they may not be as strong as you thought. But if you voice that boundary and really say with conviction, you know, why you have that boundary, I am going to work out at this time of day, whether that's to yourself or whether that's to others, because I need to, and whatever it is for me, it would be, I need to fill up my cup before I can fill up others. Mm. My body or my mind needs it. Most people will probably understand that. Yeah. I think people are a lot more reasonable than we, we, and, and honestly, there are going to be the people who are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Jessica left her desk for an hour every day to go to the gym. Like there, of course there's going to be that person, but you've got to believe that that says way more about them and what yep. they got going on than it does about you because you're doing your thing. You're making yourself healthy. You're being a better holistic person. Now, obviously if it starts impacting work, right? Like you're really kind of skipping out and that that's more of a question of avoidance. Are you, are you leaving right. work and that's not topic. spending time because you're trying to avoid something or you're uncomfortable in that situation? So it's an escapism sort of deal. You know, that's a whole different that's but a if, different podcast episode. But if you're truly being 
true to yourself. You need this in your life. You need the hour every day to, to go work out, to take a walk, to lift weights, to run on the treadmill, clear your mind. Those are the things that are serving you. Then sticking to that boundary and not letting other people or, or your own emotions get in the way of that. And I know it's easier said than done. Absolutely. But the minute that you are porous on that boundary, it allows for other things to creep in. And it's not necessarily nefarious. Like if you are being porous with your boundary of exercise, people are going to naturally think that that is what you want to do. Yeah. And so we have this web of emotion between in false interpretations and assumptions mm -hmm. between all parties. And it brings down the ability to do what you want in your boundary. Whereas if you put the boundary in and that's going to take work, but once you put the boundary in voice it after having identified the value after, you know, figuring out what the emotion that you're trying to separate is from the, uh, in your relationship between that and what you want to do, and then doing that cost benefit analysis, mm -hmm. voicing it, then you have the ability to realize, Hey, a lot of this was just in your head. Yeah. More likely than not, it was a lot of it was just assumptions and interpretations in your head. Yeah. And it becomes a lot easier as you continue to enforce that boundary. Absolutely. You, you teach people how to treat you. Yes. And so there are certain boundaries. If Eric, if I know Eric is my colleague and I, I know that he goes to the gym every day at noon, I'm not going to call him at noon. If I know that Eric goes to the gym every day at noon, I'm not going to schedule meetings because I respect those boundaries. Right. And that's what good teammates do. And so the minute though, that Eric says, ah, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'll take that meeting during that time. That's okay. Once or twice, but the more frequently you do that, the less that other people feel like you have those boundaries or then respect those boundaries because they don't even know they really exist. And then you get frustrated because you're like, I told myself I was going to go to the gym every single day and at, at noon. And guess what? I can't do it because so-and-so scheduled a meeting and you start to get this either self-blame or blaming others. And sometimes it really comes back to, well, how clear are you being with your boundaries? How clear is the message so that other people can respect your boundaries? You nailed it. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. Having those boundaries, again, takes a lot of work, but you can really, the more you enforce it, the, I think it's easier to realize how much of that was in your head. I can't emphasize yeah. that enough just from personal experience and talking with people and the coaching conversations and just mm -hmm. people in life, right? That's just how, that's just how it works. So, um, it's a progression. It's not something that you immediately turn on and it just works. It's something that's like, it's, it's not, you're putting down money on the mortgage and you got it. It's, yeah. it's you, you're paying rent and rent is due every day, which means you have to put in work. But once you realize that life is like that, that every day is a progression forward, it becomes a little bit easier to swallow that, you know, enforcing that boundary. And the boundary does get easier, but it does take work. Yeah. So Eric, what advice would you give to somebody who is just extremely frustrated with themselves or with someone else over something going on in their life that they really want? I think that the best piece of advice that I can give to that is really doing a deep dive into what values you have. I think one and three are my favorite of these two because yeah, you have to voice the boundary and yeah, you have to, 
you know, do the stuff that realize the emotion separation, but really identifying the value and then playing the cost benefit analysis out on it. You know, we have tools as coaches and I'm sure therapists do as well, as far as identifying values, identifying the pain gain of those things and do it out on paper, do it out on your computer. If you need to have the help and resources of a coach or a therapist do that, but really try to see so you can uncover the insight in your head that, wow, I'm really not honoring this boundary or this value that I have, excuse me. And it's costing me this. Mm. It's just not yeah. worth that. Yeah. So that kind of revelation in your mind is, is, is the paradigm shift that I think can really help you move forward rather than just having it rattle in your head over and over again without putting in the work to just sit on, sit at a desk, sit somewhere, write it out, type it out and do it and realize that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So just to recap, step one, really identifying what your values are, then the goals associated with those values, and then the boundaries associated with the goals and the values. Step two is then separating yourself, the request, the boundary from the emotion, from others, not necessarily anticipating that someone is going to feel a certain way or that you need to sacrifice X, Y, and Z to have ABC, right? So separating those things in your mind. And that is some of the toughest work that you can do. Step three then is really what Eric was saying, which is exploring what it would mean to say, yes, if I have this in my life, what is this going to do for me? And if I don't have this in my life, what is it costing me? Exactly. And then finishing up. And finishing up really by being specific. You get to the heart of the boundary. You know what it is. You draw the line in the sand and then you stick with it. You name it and you stick to it. And, and that is going to help others help respect your boundaries. That's going to help yourself build trust, build lots of confidence within yourself that you can actually say you're going to do something and you actually do it. You right? condition others and yourself to enforce that boundary and stick to it and honor it. Boundaries is just one of those things that it doesn't matter how much coaching, therapy, whatever you go through, this is extremely difficult for people and it is uncomfortable and it brings up a lot of emotions when you actually stick to a boundary and you see the results, you see the, by saying yes to this, this did something else in my life. Incredible. It's incredible. I said it perfectly. I don't have anything else to add. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is today's episode of the Life Well-Led podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you next Thursday. Take care, everybody.